Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 59. And boy, I don't know how we're going to top last week. I don't know. That was a very interesting and full-packed, action-packed minute. There was a lot going on. It was definitely an all-star minute. Yeah. And it was so great to get confirmation on a Santa Claus the Movie mystery. Yeah, it was. So after after we discovered that Daphne really was, as a child, in Santa Claus the Movie as an extra, I decided to circle back on another credit that I just dismissed out of hand, thinking, like, this is just somebody adding whatever to IMDb. I am, of course, talking about the credit on Internet Movie Database for Sarah Foster. You remember Sarah Foster, don't you, Ben? She yes. played qu- quite the role in Santa's history. Yes, she's the one that started the whole naughty list. And she's not credited at all in the movie's credits, just like just like Daphne's little kid in last week's minute was not credited. Right. So anyway, IMDb listed Sarah Foster as being played by... Carrie Barrett. Carrie Barrett is a very accomplished journalist, Emmy Award-winning news anchor, and uh, currently runs Carrie Barrett Counseling, a full-service public speaking and media presentation and strategy firm. You know, maybe maybe we should hire her so <laughs> our, our, our podcasting skills are on point. What do you think? Um, I don't think we have it in our budget to hire we're, her. We're a lost cause. It would have to be pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I thought just for the heck of it, I noticed she was active on Twitter. So it's like, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her. I, I wasn't expecting a reply. Right. So I just said, you know, hey Carrie, is the IMDB lying to us? Were you really in this movie? And then I just closed it thinking we'd never hear anything from it again. But mere moments later, Carrie Barrett herself responded to that tweet and Ben how about you read the response? Okay. I was. So our minds are blown again. We have confirmation that another uncredited actor on IMDb, it turns out to be true. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now we know that Carrie Barrett was, in fact, Sarah Foster. Yeah. And I, and I did reply after that saying, oh, wow, that's incredible. You know, if you ever want to share your memories... You know, let us know. We haven't heard back, but... But she did heart... Yes. <laughs> she did heart the tweet. So maybe... So there is... Yeah. There is a chance. Maybe... I'm sure she has a super full schedule. But you never know. Maybe, but, you know, if she's bored someday, she'll be like, hey, remember that podcast about that movie that I was in that nobody knows I was in? Maybe I'll talk to them. Nobody's ever asked me about what it was like to work alongside Tabby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tabby was such a diva. That's the story I want to hear. Yes, that's why. Tabby was such a diva, we had to switch it out with another Tabby midway through the scene. Yes, the first Tabby was just (laughs) unbearable. So I guess the moral of the story is everything on the internet is true. Apparently. You know, I usually doubt everything I see on the internet, but with this movie, it's really just uh, opening my eyes 
Yeah, we're two. We're two for two now. I so. know. People do know so what any- they're talking about about when movies are involved. It's crazy. So anyway, we are moving on to the actual minute. Minute fifty nine. Our minute begins with Dooley looking on in disbelief as parts of broken toys fall down through the chimney and into the mail room. He cannot believe his eyes. He can't believe this is happening. Mm-mm. Before we get too much further, where would you say we are in the timeline of the movie? This is obviously post-Christmas. So do you think we're still in late 1983, or do you think we have moved on to early 84 at this point? Um, this... I would imagine that this would be that first week after Christmas. You know, I don't think so too because we've seen the parents are just kicking yeah. these broken toys off to the curb, which like makes on Christmas Day. No sense to me, but yeah. So these have to be either the day, maybe the even as early as the day after Christmas. You know, when magic picks up all these broken toys and brings them back. So definitely the days following Christmas, right? We don't know how much time has passed because, you know, we do see uh, Cornelia back in dance class last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I don't know. Somewhere. I'm I'm sticking with my original. I think it's somewhere in that week after Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could even be after the first of the year because Dooley's kind of just chilling out. You're like, oh, I have a couple slow weeks before things pick up again. Right. We then cut to the inside of Santa's living quarters as the large door slowly creaks open. And who enters the room, Ben? We have Patch for the first time. Patch is back. Yeah. We have not seen Patch since minute 48. So there has been a 10-minute stretch of film where Dudley Moore has not appeared. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll be gone for that long of a stretch for the next half of the movie. No, I don't think so. Uh, I just want to say really quick, in the book, there's a little added little blurb here that is not in the movie. And this is from when Dooley is on his way from getting the toys and bringing them to Santa. Dooley grabbed an armful of broken toys and had the nearest elf fetch Patch. Dooley used such a sharp tone ordering for Patch that the nearest elf was wide-eyed and in shock listening to Dooley. Like, Dooley was like, you know, go grab Patch right now. You know, like, very stern and very, like, sharp-toned that the the elf that was assisting him was like, whoa, like, Dooley? You know, kind of like, what is going on? I just wanted to add that in there. That's how Patch knew what was going on, was that Dooley sent for him. Returns are coming back from everywhere. Returns? We've never had returns. Then Dooley makes a suggestion. Maybe we could put out some kind of statement. I would say that was a pretty good uh, suggestion for Dooley. Yeah, in the book, it says um, that Dooley suggested that they release some kind of a statement. He was mindful of modern communications and the repercussions they made possible ever since Patch had insisted that he install a television set in his communications center. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because a TV just out of nowhere pops up at the North Pole later in the film. Yeah. And it's just like, wh- where did this come from? <laughs> so they they kind of introduced that earlier in the book and what we have to assume in early versions of the screenplay. Right. 
Yeah. I suppose there wouldn't have been a second half of the movie if Santa goes, yeah, that's a good idea, Dooley. We're going to release a statement, say we're going to issue everybody replacement toys, apologize, patch. That was a great machine you built. Let's fix but, it. Yeah, let's fix it and send them out toys that are even better. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, minute the next minute we just hear Sheena Easton and the movie would be over. Right, it would be a very it would be like a TV special. <laughs> I do want to. I just want to add one more thing before we move on to uh, Patch and Santa's communications here, where it gets really or lack of a lack of well, you know, male communications. Okay, so. <laughs> In the book, before Patch shows up, because in the book, um, Patch actually knocks on the door and Anya comes and opens the door for him. He doesn't just walk in like he does in the movie. So before this, Anya was sitting in her chair by the fire, stunned, too upset to even speak. Her hands went on knitting rapidly as if they were searching for a calm rhythm her mind had lost. How could Patch have done such a thing she knew he had not done it on purpose but still it was so careless to let such an enormous mistake happen they had trusted him so so anya was very disappointed in patch for this whole debacle this whole toy debacle which obviously i could see why this is in the book and not in the movie because i don't know how you would really portray this thought from Anya in the movie you know what I mean in the actual movie within this minute there's a few more seconds before we even see that Anya is even in the room yeah so as patches open the door we see Santa and Dooley talking to each other Santa's like has parts of broken patchomatic toys in his hands and he's like oh, like huffing and puffing and sighing patch sheepishly gets their attention by saying hi there's an awkward pause, and Dooley excuses himself from the room, saying that he has a lot to do. Well, I've got a lot to do. Dooley's quite good at reading the room like that. I think he's excused himself like that before. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's not head elf by mistake, you know? <laughs> and Dooley is uh, really giving Patch the nastiest look as he exits this room. Mm. And now that you mentioned that part beforehand, that kind of puts it in a bit of context. Right, yeah. He's just giving uh, uh, Patch this death stare <laughs> as he exits the room. Yep. <laughs> and it's when we see Dooley heading towards the door, that's when we do see Anya from the back. You know, yep. when there's drama, Anya pops, in, pops into the frame. <laughs> yes. And she is never the one causing the drama, I might add. <laughs> It is surprising Anya didn't pipe in with the, with the idea, like, boys, boys, you know, Pat, you fix the toys. Santa, you issue the apology. Well, this, this Mrs. Claus, Anya, she is a very timid Mrs. Claus. You know, she doesn't really uh, express her opinion or her thoughts very loudly at all in this movie. Unlike some other Mrs. Clauses that we have seen in other movies. You know, she's very timid and kind of passive about this whole thing in the movie. You know, she'll talk to Claus and Santa about stuff, you know, when it's just the two of them. But when there's when the elves are around, she's very, like, in the background, 
that's a good point. In a lot of Santa media, mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus is the one kind of running the show. You right. know, even in the Rankin and Bass Rudolph, you know, eat Santa, mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Who's ever heard of a skinny Santa? Right. <laughs> if I was a Mrs. Claus, I'd be like that as well. <laughs> so also, since we see Anya from the back here and we see Claus from the side. Yeah. I originally thought we were seeing another sighting of the the fabled Huddleston Doubleston. Right. But then when Patch enters the room and Santa starts talking to Patch and turns around, we do see that it's actually David Huddleston himself. Yeah. But I wonder, is this an Anya Doubleston? Because we only see Anya from the back in this and the next minute. And there's only like a quick, you know, close-up reaction shot that's only like a couple seconds long. Um, I'll let you weigh in on it if we're seeing a Anya double. Uh, well, let's see. It's possible. I mean, it's, I think it's a possibility. It's possible, but I don't know if she would have been in. I mean, I know she was a very popular actress, but I don't know if she would have been in like a high demand that they would have to do her roles in a different time. You know what I mean? But it, they definitely take a lot of care in not showing her face. You know, even when Santa walks to the other side of the room and the camera pans, her head turns at the exact same time. So you cannot tell at all if that is her. If it is a double, they did a very good job finding someone that was as the same stature as Judy Cornwall. So Santa and Patch start talking over each other at the same time. The thing I've never seen that and you can't really make out what either one of us is saying in the movie. It just sounds like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> let's try to let's try to recreate it. We'll say something at the same time, which we usually okay. do on this very podcast <laughs> that you edit out. Yes, this is definitely a part of a podcast or even a YouTube video that I would just cut out. I wouldn't keep us talking at the same time. So I'm just going to keep moving on, and uh, we'll try to start at the same time. So we'll recreate this. Okay. Bit in the well, movie. Who are you going to be, Santa or Patch? I'll be Santa. Okay. I never was. You wa- see the. I never was. <laughs> we can't even do it. <laughs> what, what are you saying? It didn't even sound like what Santa said. <laughs> well, I was reading what the official captioning says Santa was saying. He, well, Santa says, well, it's quite a. And Patch says, you see the thing. <laughs> The captioning says, Patch says, the thing, dot, dot, dot. Santa says, I never was, dot, dot, dot. Okay, well, and that's... then Patch saying, you see, I wanted. All like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's not what's happening. <laughs> if you listen to what I said and listen to the movie again, you can hear that Patch is saying... The thing. Well, I don't think Patch says you see. I think Patch just says the thing. I think that is correct. Okay, Caption's got that one right. But Santa is saying, well, it's quite a, you know, like, it's quite a predicament we're in. You know, I think that's kind of where he was headed with that statement. But then Patch was talking at the same time, so he stopped. Patch starts going on about how, you know, being tied down to a desk suits some elves, but others are more free-spirited. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how this applies to this particular situation, because we've seen Patch and his assistant duties, and he's very hands-on. He's not tied behind any desk. That seems like the dually job. 
Yeah, I don't know what desk he's talking about. I know, um, I think in a previous minute, we had talked about how now Patch was supervising all of these Patchomatics that were running, but I don't, I still don't see how that's just sitting at a desk because, you know, he would have to be walking around and making sure all of the machines are work working. And jumping ahead a bit to the next minute, we do see he's still tinkering and living in the reindeer stable amongst the reindeer. Yeah. The next thing Santa says is also interesting, and I, I it never really clicked with me before until I read the captioning and listening back to it over again and again. Santa says, quote, I know you had no idea. Yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being tied down to a desk suits some elves, you know, but uh, others of us are more free spirits. I know you know. had no idea. I know that. That just never clicked in my brain before. So Santa's acknowledging, you know, this wasn't your fault, Patch, but Patch just ignores that. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. That was in one ear and out the other for Patch. <laughs> in the book, we'll be able to talk in the next minute more about Patch. But in the book, there's a lot about what Patch is feeling and thinking during this whole um, incident. <laughs> Exchange? Exchange. This, this time frame. In, in the book, there's a lot going on in this time frame in Patch's head. So I think it'll um, kind of explain why what Santa says about Patch not being, you know, this wasn't Patch's fault. It just kind of, he just passes right over the top of his head, like, whoosh, right over the top. So there's kind of a pause in the conversation. And Santa turns to Patch. He has that sad puppy dog face that Santa does in this movie. But he looks like he's about to cry here. He, he looks so sad. Mm-hmm. So Santa turns around and says, Patch, how can I say this? And our minute ends as Patch responds to this very emotional mm -hmm. statement by saying, You see, I think that, um, red. So according to the book, before Patch says uh, something about being tied down to a desk, that section... Uh, in Claus interrupts him by saying, I don't care about my image. That's never been my. And then th that's one of the things that Patch and Claus are saying over each other. You know, Patch is talking about, uh, like, Patch is like, the thing is, Claus is saying, I don't care about my image. That's never been my. And then Patch says, you, you see being tied down to a desk, you know, when they're talking over each other and back and forth. So Claus is trying to tell Patch that him his image wasn't ever the concern. You know, he was more upset about the kids getting broken toys than his reputation in the world. And so he was, he was trying to tell that to Patch, but he couldn't really talk because in the book it says, knowing they must both acknowledge the grave seriousness of the situation and sensing that Patch was unwilling or unable to do it. After all, it was the children who had been hurt the most by this. He wiped unaccustomed perspiration from his brow. Says, Patch, how can I say this? So, like, this is really eating away at Santa. Like, what's going on? That the kids got all these broken toys. But he doesn't know how to explain it. 
to Patch. Because Patch doesn't want to hear it either. I'm going to have to assume that even in the book that there is no resolution to this really. They don't issue replacement toys. They don't put out a statement. No. um, I don't believe so. I don't remember reading anything like that. No. I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to hold off until our next minute yeah. when this scene Continues. wraps up yeah. and the, and things progress. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely have a lot to say, but, you know, we did see Dooley in this minute. We did. So w- wouldn't you like to hear about Dooley's page in the press kit? We haven't had any new characters pop up for me to whip out the press kit that our good friend and Santa Claus, the movie super fan, Darren sent us. That's true. That's true. John Barrard is Dooley, one of the principal elves. So he began his acting career as a child in South Africa, settling in Britain permanently after war service with the Air Force. So can you picture Dooley in the Air Force? Yes, actually, I can. <laughs> a keen observation and a sense of humor have guided him through three decades of stage work, live television, and films with such demanding taskmasters as Hitchcock, Woody Allen, and most recently, Australian director Bruce Beresford. And here is a quote from John Barrard himself about Dooley, and the quote is, Dooley is a lovely character, well-written, and a delight to play. He is responsible for keeping the records up to date, the toys manufactured over the years, over the centuries, 10,000 years even, give or take a thousand. When I'm not working, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I've torn the house apart for 22 years, so I understand some of the tremendous effort that goes into this film. This is not just factory stuff. This is craftsmanship in the old way, beautifully constructed. And then there's one more quote from him saying, I believe in benevolent uncles, benevolent fathers, benevolent spirits of all kinds who bring good not only to children, but to other people as well. To me, if you like, that is Santa Claus. You notice in in his little thing, he said that he had torn his house apart for 20 years. He didn't say anything about putting it back together again. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like Dooley in this movie. I think he is one of my favorites of the background characters. Because he's clearly running the show, you know, like he's the one that knows what's up and what's going on at all times. <laughs> and like we've said, it's like, he, wouldn't he already be considered Santa's assistant? Yes, I would call him his assistant for sure. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like assistant as in like there's different departments of assistants, you know, like <laughs> there's the bookkeeping assistant general personal assistant and like toy assistant you know maybe there's different types of assistants maybe dually is just like the personal assistant (laughs) so i guess that's going to wrap up this episode and this minute ben where can people find us if they'd like to send us a message or follow us on social media you can find us at santa minute on facebook instagram and on twitter or you could email us at santabytheminute at gmail.com. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. For free!